welcome to the Gordon Gecko podcast. I'm George, and starting today, this is Joe because he doesn't want to be named after a failed uh, electronic device. Japanese, Sony, Sony Japanese. Yeah, most perhaps. Yeah, right. So Sony Bio. Yeah, it's no more from today. Joe and George. Yeah, after um, the banking application. <laughs> yeah. Copyright as the bank. Yeah. So, um, Gordon Gecko. Right. So, right. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. I always like being at your home. Um, I'm actually uh, only the second time at George's home. And um, we've been we've been friends for it's about five years now. Five years, yeah. Um, but somehow, I, I mean, I've been I've been thinking about it when I was sitting in the in the in the car towards um, towards his apartment. Um, how come that we haven't visited each other uh, more often? And it might be something about this culture and about the city and about this country. People aren't really visiting each other much at home, but we're going out and meeting in, I don't know, pubs and cafes and stuff like that. So yeah. the city has a has a great coffee coffee house culture and I'm quite aware that this is uh, um, tragically ironic in, in, in yeah. times of uh, COVID and stuff like that. But um, I have to to maybe sum up this topic for, for you and for all of us. Um, I have made a resolution to not there is the name that will not be spoken and it is <laughs> it starts with C and then with Orona, right? <laughs> so um I don't I'm not I'm not one of the people who are denying it. I'm not saying it's it's not happening, it's not real, so far be it. But I just think for for our both sanity and most of all for mine, I just decide to think as less as possible about it. Yeah. So um I think you found a great topic which we could cover today and which exactly. could also be entertaining as well as beneficial hopefully to uh, some some of the guys and, and girls out there watching us and that would be um, how to survive startup life. Yes. And I'd like you to start telling us why you think that you're remotely qualified to talk about startup life. Do you have any experience? Have you worked? in startups and what have you been doing if so yes um well to start i got hired by you so <laughs> yes yeah um, you didn't have to um, tell the people right? yeah um anyways uh i've started uh working in and we're learning rather uh the field of graphic and web design in 2009 um and already in 2010 i was slowly freelancing like small projects, a low budget, but I was already in it. I was hooked. When I you were it. like 14 years old, right? 2009, yes, I was 14. Incredible. Anyway, yeah, thank you. Um, I slowly developed, uh, started making websites, um, shitty websites on WordPress. I got to admit that. But websites, nonetheless, I was making some money. Um, and uh, as a high school kid uh, living in Bosnia and having American clients that was quite lucrative and uh, beneficial for me. Um, but then I decided to move to Vienna. And 2014, I moved to Vienna. Um, I lost all my clients. 
because I had to visit one town, then the another, then the other. I had to go to this institution, to that institution to get all the paperwork needed to actually move here. Um, then uh, when I actually came here, I figured, hey, I should, I should work. I need some money, obviously. Um, and I started working as a merchandiser. Then I worked as a bartender, bar chef. I worked as a assistant project manager. Um, that was a bad experience, very bad experience. All of these jobs, right? Well, no. When you're working in a bar, it's actually quite entertaining sometimes. You know? Okay, I get it. Yeah, I had I had my fun there. Mm -hmm. um, but eventually, uh, I came across an ad for um, data entry. Um, like student worker and a front-end developer and i was neither at that point but i i contacted the guy our old work colleague um and i got an interview hmm. um so we talked we talked you and i talked the most for two freaking hours this a-hole here was drilling me with questions. A ridiculous job interview. I was determined yeah. to find something, some reason to not like this guy. Yeah. I didn't come up with a reason. Thank you very much. I would have liked so. I yeah. would fire him now f just for <laughs> the sake of firing him, right? Anyways, I got the job. Uh, I started working as a UIX designer uh, with Bio, with Joe. And... Um, and our colleague uh, was uh, CTO, head of IT, yep. uh, back end, yeah, that type of thing. And um, yeah, not long after that, uh, you left the company. Hmm. Um, you, but you can put it like that, yes. Yeah, but I continued working. Um, <laughs> so since our funding was quite tight, uh, we had to we had to do many things. We had to have multidisciplinary skills, design, marketing, yeah. development. That was the beauty of it, end. working yeah, in a startup, yeah. right? And uh, slowly but surely, uh, those hours kept increasing and increasing and obligations kept piling up. So uh, from a simple graphic designer, I moved to web designer like previously then ui ux but i mean this is all like uh across few years of course not mm -hmm. a few months I, I i i learned so i wasn't always a senior i'm not a senior now but i i think i'm good at my job anyways um then i started actually doing some front-end development not just like web design actual um, proper coding like react then React Native. Uh, actually, no, it was first React Native and then React, uh, which is quite funny because that's not usually the path uh, people take. Um, then uh, we got some funding. Uh, we got more people in, but uh, obligations stay there nonetheless. Um, then we had some, yeah, changes. Some people came, some people left. Um, in the end, before my burnout, I was like interim uh, lead of the like product department, kind of, plus 
the other stuff as well. So designing, developing a bunch of meetings, running Scrum. Uh, we'll talk about what Scrum and... Uh, you went yeah. into a fucking suicide mission, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, pretty much. But I, I still love it. I still love that period of my life. Uh, and uh, I, I'm grateful to my bosses uh, and that company I, uh, for allowing me that because that, uh, in that time at least, uh, that company was sort of like... Um, like I I don't want to say playground because that doesn't sound serious, but it uh, allowed me to learn and practice many many different skills. I did have good mentors uh, throughout. Well, not always, but most of the time I did have good mentors. I had good people in my department uh, who I could rely on, so that was wonderful. Uh, those like work relationships grew into friendships which was also wonderful and still is um and then uh december 2019 i burned out completely my health deteriorated um i felt horrible like past 4 p.m i couldn't lift anything heavier than a spoon i had no energy i wasn't sleeping um all I could think about uh, was the company and um, leaving it, leaving myself, like just to go to forest, play with my dog. Like those were my only thoughts, hmm. po only positive thoughts. The rest were all negative because when you experience such an overflow of information and obligations and meetings and code and code review and design and like you're responsible for all of that, in the end, you just like click, you burn out. And um, that's not good for anybody. That's not good for you. That's not good for your uh, superiors. That's not good for your company. It's not good for your clients, for your product, for whatever. It's not good. Um, now I'm back at that company and I'm quite happy. We have a big team now. Um, we have certain processes uh like set in stone and it it works it works nicely like we have separate qa separate product managers separate backend separate front end it it's it's working you know it's nice yeah it it, it sounds uh, like there are more people to take on the responsibility exactly right? exactly like uh, at that time uh th there were only three people so me and two colleagues and we were doing everything from requirements. Three people in development and, and product management, you mean, right? There product were other people in the company. Design, yeah, yeah, just sure. our department. But our department was doing um, uh, designing, developing, managing, uh, QA, uh, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Everything except finances, operations, and, and marketing. So everything else was on us, on three people. Um, and it's it was hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It was hard. But I still loved every second of that because uh, I don't know. I'm I guess I'm weird like that. But if you enjoy working in a startup, if you like the whole startup life, you will willingly go into a burnout. Like I I knew that would happen at some point. I I uh, like subliminally I understood that would happen, but I didn't want to like stop. I I do loved you think it, it had much. to happen? Do you, do you think it's inevitable? Like it, it, it's some sort of 
if, if you, you go startups, into startups, yeah. then you will burn out eventually. If you love startups as much as I do, yes. And I know uh, a few more colleagues. Is it is it generally startups or a particular startup where you? No, no, no. Uh, what what I want to ask is, were you emotionally tied to the particular startup you were working in, or was it like you are emotionally invested in the job, but not not so much? It could have been any other startup. Let's, uh, let's put I it would like say that. both. Mm. I would say both. I was emotionally tied to this company. I still am. I love the people there. Like, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, there's that uh, bullshit line like, oh, we're all like a family here. Yeah, my ass. But uh, with most people I work with, yeah, I, I kind of am like family. I, I really love those people and I love working with them. Uh, but it didn't have to be that company. I would have burned out in any startup. It's just, if you love startups that much, mm -hmm. if you love that thrill of finishing the night before the deadline, and then, uh, like, during a presentation the next day, everybody's happy, like the stakeholders, the, the clients, whoever, they're happy, they're like, great work, amazing, like, look how much you've achieved. And then you think about all those like uh, sleepless nights working, uh, the amount of coffee. Like the three of us were consuming a kilo of coffee on a weekly basis. Well, like that's, uh, that's rough. Yeah, like weekly basis, meaning five work days in the office. Wow. Uh, then there's like weekends. There's the weekends, yeah, right. there's the weekend. So uh, it was inevitable, definitely. Um, it didn't have to happen uh, in this company could have been um, XYZ, uh, LLC, whatever, but it mm -hmm. would have happened, at least in my case, I think. But now, now that I've learned, I try to uh, not educate, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I, I try to spread the word about it to other people, to people um, just joining this, this world. Um, and I know they're going to tell me like, yeah, yeah, thanks for the advice. And then they're going to do the same thing yeah. that I did because it happened to you as well. Yes. And you are what, seven, eight years older than me? Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. I, I, will, so, I will tell yeah. you about this, but I do have one question previously. So I read, um, I read something on LinkedIn the other day and um, I, I just can't quote the guy because I really don't remember mm -hmm. his name. I think it's Klaus something. So sorry, Klaus, for 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 stealing your uh, your good work. But um, he wrote something along the lines of: There are people who know that giving other people the feeling of a family and of close bonding and of friendship will make the participating people work harder for each other. Mm -hmm. So they are kind of trying on purpose to establish a culture where people will go to extreme lengths for each other because they know that this will be beneficial to the purpose to the company so they are fostering this this picture and they are using this 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 trope about we are a family that's and i think hr departments have recognized this mechanism right mm. so that's why this is so much used we are a family we are friends we are close to each other i mean if you think about it from from another point of view i mean most of us have friends and family and if you if you start a day early you go to work you work there all day you you get home in the evening so in many companies, it's like we do company events together. 
we are trying to spend time with each other. We're trying to have activities. We're trying to, I don't know, in the evening, go go have dinners or, or um, I don't know, go rafting on the weekends and stuff like that. So if you think, okay, I'm spending the whole day there, basically when I'm not sleeping, I'm spending the whole day at the company, then I'm trying or uh, I'm, I'm asked implicitly to spend even more time mm-hmm. um, taking away from, from friends and family. So um, I think... This is kind of has a good side. The good side is people who don't really have close bonds to, I don't know, friends or, or family or who are maybe new in a city, who are maybe new in a country like you were. That's awesome for them because yeah. they get to have something like instantly um, or, or an almost instantly created circle of, of friends and acquaintances at least. On the on the other hand, I think it's it's incredibly um, tricky and and treacherous because exactly what what happened to you, you know, um, if you as a young person or even as an older person, never mind, um, if you never made the experience that you have to look out for yourself in the work life, and you inevitably in startup life come to the point where more is asked of you than you can perform and then you can deliver consistently on a, on a day-to-day basis and if you don't if, if you never learned to step back then i think you're right it's inevitable that you will burn out yeah so um yeah m- multiple answers um I'll, I'll start with the last one first um i wasn't asked to do any of these things explicitly um, not explicitly right but there's also uh, a point of self-pride when um, when you learn that uh, the company doesn't have enough money to hire somebody for one specific thing and then you take up that task and you learn a new, I don't know, new programming language or new skill and you succeed in that. Oh boy fuck heroin and any other drug like this is the drug you need like that's the, beautiful the, the, right yeah the sense of self-accomplishment right or the sense of accomplishment doesn't have to be self it can be like team accomplishment and yeah, you will not get that at the classic job yeah at you most will corporates not. you will not get Ooh, that buddy that's a drug that's a real fucking drug and that's why people like you and me and a bunch of our colleagues go through this because uh it's a drug for us in a way. Uh, I never actually thought about it in that way, but now, you, now that I think about it, yeah. If you're willing to, uh, I don't know, delay meeting your friends uh, in the sake of staying uh, home and learning whatever, React, Python, Python uh, yeah, right, whatever, to to be able to expand your your uh, workload even more, then yeah, it's it's a, it's it's a drug. Shit, you got me cold and it's on camera. Yeah. Fuck, I never... Um, wow. It didn't It didn't occur to me to look at it that way, but yes, that's, that's not, what... Not a drug, but um, uh, an addiction in a way. No, it like is. It is. It, it's constantly like searching for more. It is like more a drug. You, you have more. to stimulate yourself yeah. because when you have certain type of mind... Um, that doesn't stop working it doesn't stop working you get bored easily you know for me um my first job which i had after high school so i was like 19 or 18 or 19 at that time i just 
I just got my graduation uh, like uh, letter and everything was signed and sealed. It was uh, it was summer and I had a great summer. It was beautiful. Um, made my driving license, uh, mm -hmm. drove around, had, had lots of fun. Um, and then I thought to myself, okay, now it would be a great time to start working. You know, I didn't really think about um, going to college. It didn't occur to me at that time because... Um, I was I was thinking oh now I've spent I don't know 12 13 years in school now um it's enough of learning I'm smart enough or whatever and I should I should try to make some money you know um right. I'm from a I'm from a working class family so my my parents are workers um I'm I'm quite fortunate to say we have we have never been really poor but um we have also never been in the situation that any of us could really afford to not work for a prolonged uh, for a prolonged um period of time so Same it's like you 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 have when when you're not born rich i guess um then then most of us have these kind of stories where you think okay am i going to am i going to do an extra educational step that that's going to take me 2 3 5 years mm -hmm. or am i going to make some amount of money you know um it was a trade off and for me it was like okay let's 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 see what what it's like to work really for a prolonged um time i didn't really like you did with with 13 or 14 i think when i was 14 i was still playing with Power Rangers and stuff like that. <laughs> um, no, I was always a bookworm. I loved books. Uh, I didn't really, I wasn't selective. I never thought about what am I going to read next. It was always, I had a staple of 10 to 20 books and I, I had always a backlog. I still have of books which I'd like to read. I will never get to read all of them because when I'm arrived at number 20, I will have bought already, I don't know, an, another 15. So it's it's kind of hopeless, but I also like it. Um, but I I was never, never the great worker, you know? I, I wasn't really, yeah, I, I went to work here and there, I made a couple of bucks just to like have an alibi, basically. But until I was 18, it never quite occurred to me to go work on a regular basis because there would be enough time for that when I'm, old right and yeah. here we are um <laughs> and and uh, i started working at this company as an accountant and it, it was it was a local company it were nice people um actually th they were lawyers and they just needed someone to look after their accounting because mm -hmm. uh if you if you are a couple of lawyers then what what doesn't really um, what what you don't care about is finances and accounting. So you, you just wanted someone to file their invoices to to um, effect some payments to go to right. the bank and do some basic. And that was in stuff. Vienna. That was that was in Vienna, and I was bored out of my fucking mind. No you know, be because I mean, it's it's accounting, and I don't want to knock any accountants out there. It's honest work, but you have to like it. If you if you yeah. don't feel it, if you're not born, I would say, or if you're not inclined to be an accountant, you will not like it. Oh, buddy, what have you been talking about for past 15 minutes about loving startups? Right. Same thing with accounting. Like, yeah. um, I, I don't know. I don't really like numbers that much. I was terrible at math my whole life, mm. barely passing every time. Um, but, uh, yeah. 
if you love it, you'll love it. I love numbers. And that's yeah. that's something I, I really counting. I hey yeah, yeah that's 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 maybe not self-explanatory. Yourself for <laughs> that field. That's the that's the ironic part. Yeah, I I, I do. Irony. I I went. Uh, I finished uh, uh, the the economic. I have a bachelor in economics, and part of that is also having a couple of couple of courses. I have to say it's not much because you have something like, I would say, thirty courses in some, and three of them are accounting. So it's not like. Yeah. A major part, but I it's also have, not like nothing. I have three different accountings as well. I think like just normal accounting, then cost accounting, um, then like that balancing budgets and that type of thing. I don't know. Gosh, I hated every single yeah. hour of it. What 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 I have a great interest in is or our companies, um, most of all, um, new newer companies and what what means new um, internet economy. Is, mm-hmm. is really interesting to me. I love everything which is digital, which scales, which uh, where, where you have, I don't know, like digital products, right? Because that's that's why I ended up in product management. I didn't really know what product management is, but I went there because it was companies, it was internet, it was cool, it was interesting, so I wanted to go there. But when I, when I was in accounting, it was every every day was hard. And... I'm I'm a bit ashamed that it doesn't really uh, speak to my longevity or, or toughness, but I made it for barely three months as an accountant. Oh wow! <laughs> and um, I I made myself because I started working in October, and uh, I I made myself uh, a Christmas present and uh, quit the day before Christmas actually, or the last work day before Christmas. Wow. <laughs> I really did hate it that much, you know, and um, it 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 was. They were kind of surprised because I actually didn't do such a shitty job. But that's the reason for that is not that I'm a brilliant accountant, but that any anybody with a couple of brain cells could have done that job because it's not the, the complicated. Like it's not it's real accounting, just, right? It, it was just file some invoices and yeah. make some payments and carry something to the bank and come back without being robbed or something like that yeah. so it wasn't highly qualified so um but i th- i think my my point there was if i didn't i didn't have a great start to work life you know i, I thought oh wow um going to school maybe doesn't suck as much as working because if work is like this and if i have to do this for another 40 plus years oh boy yeah oh shit no wonder so many old people are so unhappy i would be unhappy as well i was unhappy after a couple of days yeah (laughs) Yeah, let's say months but yeah even days (laughs) yeah Uh, no i understand you i understand you completely um but uh as joe biden's press secretary would say let's circle back um to to the main topic uh which would be surviving startup life um since we've both survived like uh Vio had a burnout uh a crash i'd rather say like you were in a in a worse shape than me i just i had a bad health at that point but um i just took some pills uh that like helped my immune system and uh from now on i have to like take uh vitamin d like every winter and uh after i went home for a month and yeah i went to like went hiking uh, mm. play with my dog and uh visit a bunch of family and that was it i was always better afterwards 
with you yeah you actually like fainted and uh no it, it, well, with me it was, a, it was a bit more serious but yeah i would um, like to hear that story but then I, i'd actually like to talk about uh, avoiding those things and actually helping somebody who decides to listen to this podcast if they're if they're um if they love startups if they want to get into this life how to uh, become a master of all trades because i i don't want to like toot my own horn but yeah i i can handle a bunch of different like obligations uh from diverse fields um and you as well of course and we're not like some i don't know geniuses elon musks or whatever no it's just if if you ever worked in a startup y you know what we're talking about like you will recognize these things instantly uh it's just bare necessity that's all but please uh tell me tell me about your crash um and then let's I talk i would like to it. because because you did this circling back thing really elegantly i don't wanna i don't wanna undo it but i just wanna give you one one good reason why i brought the story up about my my start in the in the work life as an mm -hmm. accountant um I then decided to go to to university, and uh, in d during during my studies together with a colleague, we started a startup. Uh, it was instantly um, successful. We just basically did something like um, it looked like MySpace, but it was not for socializing, but for exchanging um, uh, documents about yeah, about the studies and, and sharing the, and the things like that. So I really loved that, and for me at that point it was signed and sealed. It was like, okay, either you will work a boring job which will kill you, uh, not, not, only, not only psychologically, also physically, you know, because yeah. if you deteriorate um, from, from a mind perspective, also your body will not be healthy. I'm, I'm quite convinced of that. So I was like, yes, startups, I'm going to do that. That gives me the kicks. And that's exactly the, the root cause for um, what would happen, I guess, some seven or eight years later. Um, I was instantly hooked on startups. I loved it. I had some initial success. And I thought like, okay, I will do startups. I will not go into a corporate. I will not become a boring bot who will hate his life. I will just, yeah, <laughs> coming to that. And um, I would just, I will, yes, I will do startups. I love this. And whatever someone throws at me i will handle it because that's that's basically the mindset you need if you're gonna or if you want to go into startups and if you want to survive in a startup right if you try to go into the startup ecosystem let's call it like that and you say i want a fixed set of responsibilities i want um, a, a regulated daily structure you will fail and you exactly. will you will feel miserable you will also be inadequate for your employer because they are getting or or most of the startups most of the people who who are founding startups are looking for people who are flexible and flexible is just not one of these fancy words it's it's a necessity in a startup you need people to handle situations which haven't been handled before because yes that's 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 a necessity in a startup if if a startup is is anything remotely innovative and then you have this in the word innovation it's something new 
it's it's not routine you can you cannot have yeah, a, a set a set of regulatory like today i will do this 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 and that in that order and that, that's just not gonna that's just not gonna be um like that so um you have to like that and if you like it you will be like a fish in the water and what doesn't a fish want like i mean that, that might sound like stupid now but a fish doesn't want to be taken out of the water you want to swim you like it you enjoy it and you don't really care if you swim with sharks or with uh other fish or with boats or whatever you just enjoy it because it's nice you love it it's lovely but you don't and as 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 a fish i guess you don't recognize the point when you get into trouble i didn't i didn't see that coming you know i was i was working for a for a fintech and um it had everything i liked just 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 imagine i mean i studied economics you're working in something which is based on economics finance okay yes. it's it's but it's not finance like a bank which, which would or accounting which would kind of be, be boring you know yeah. or annoying it's uh it's also tech you have to you have a business model you have to scale it you you have these technical challenges you have to establish a platform you have to think about apis you have to think about backends about frontends then then this whole world i guess of scrum and and agile development it was new to me it was mind-blowing you know um there was so much to learn and i didn't know when my day started and when it ended because there was no such structure i woke up you're in the loop you you're at home you're still in the loop you go to sleep sometimes i even dreamt about work you know it's it's and and i didn't feel burdened by it and that's that's the tricky part it i is. didn't feel it as a burden until it broke it completely broke me you know there there was a point when when um I, when i was working for the startup we were talking about where we worked together i don't know if you were aware of that but it was the reason for leaving and there were many reasons um because i didn't i didn't i couldn't get behind the way the the company was being managed or uh, yeah. or or behind the direction that's not to knock the management or to put them down on anything like that it was just not where i not or, or it, it was not just what i thought i could support you know and if if you work in a startup and you don't believe in the mission or you don't believe in the direction the company is taking it's it's quite hard to stay motivated you know because you work really long hours you have to really apply yourself and um you you do have to love it but if you don't believe in it can you really love it i i think not you know so so that for me was was one of the reasons for for leaving but also it was um one of the last stops i thought i could pull in order to i don't want to sound overly dramatic but i think it was in order to not die at that point with 28 or 29 years because i was starting to feel pain in my chest um it's 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 not like fainting like in in movies you fall down but it's like you're sitting there and then a couple of minutes later you 
just don't know what's been happening the past yeah. couple of minutes, things like that, Word where you, yeah. you, you get up too fast and you're feeling like dizzy and things like that, where um, I also didn't really look after, look in, uh, after myself enough, you know, I didn't do yeah. enough sports, I didn't do enough, um, yeah, I didn't just, I just didn't do enough for myself, I guess. Now that you mentioned sports, uh, I would say that's the, the first rule for surviving a startup. You have to exercise. It's is uh, quintessential to exercise. You have to. Fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, whatever you like. You like doing pull-ups, uh, jumping jacks. You like running, uh, riding a bike, uh, swimming, whatever. But you need to get some of that energy out, in a physical way. Um, and, and get some energy in. And get some energy in, yeah. And so the first rule, I would say, of surviving startups is learn to exercise any way you like. Second rule, learn to go offline. What I mean by that? Yeah, everybody expects that you're online 24-7. By online, I mean like you're accessible and if somebody calls you, at, I don't know, 10 p.m. that you just open up your laptop and like, you know, you start typing away and you're working again because it's necessary. Yeah, it is necessary. But your name is not on the fucking, uh, like, uh, on the door. You're an employee there. Even though you love it and you believe in the vision, in the mission, in, in whatever, you, you believe that you're going to be successful. You will not be successful if you drop dead in three months because you've overworked yourself. So learn to go offline. Past seven, like, okay, in some cases, 8 p.m., just don't answer messages. St try to stop thinking about, uh, about the company. And I know uh, it sounds a bit hypocritical because at that time, my brain would just just continue thinking about that potential solutions new features uh, fixing solutions for bugs uh, it, it just works that way you cannot stop it like you don't have control over your brain and that's that's really weird because i haven't experienced it uh up until that point i mean sometimes yeah but not not in that uh not with that intensity no, not I at all I, ha I, I have to challenge the second point before enforcing sure. the first one um yes you're an employee that's that's true but i think that's that's not the right mindset if you go into into joining a startup because if you if you join a startup and you're one of the first um let's say five or ten employees you know um right. basically either this is this is gonna be a, a, a company which will have hundreds and maybe someday thousands of workers and you will be one of the OGs there yeah. um, which which only by itself would be cool but some people and, and let's say if you're in a startup you join early enough and you if, if you're skilled and if you're valuable as an as an employee or maybe even as a, as a leader at some point in, the, right. in that startup um, you would be offered something like uh, enhanced compensation like, like equity. for instance equity or options or stuff like that yeah. so at, at, at that point you cease being an employee but you're 
you're an entrepreneur, but not in the sense of working in a co corporate and pretending that you're doing startups, yeah. but you are as much or maybe maybe by less percent, but you are as much a part of the of the company as the founders are. Yeah. And yeah. then then you, you cannot have the same mindset like I will shut down my phone at 5 p.m. I will not bother about stuff at 8 p.m. or at 7 a.m. because that's not, not what I'm going to do. And that's exactly the tricky part, you know. At some point, I was, um, at one startup, I was fortunate enough to to being, being offered stock options, um, which at one certain moment in time, it was, it was something like, five or six yeah now six years ago um would be valued at around half a million of euros um and all i had to do quote unquote was to um stay at the company for five years yeah and do my job right and, and to do it well right um so like phantom stocks yeah something like that yes and um at, at that point you know, half a million euros is is an enormous sum sum of money, yeah. and and even it, today it, it was even it is today. even today, and it was back then. You know, yeah. and then you completely lose this kind of employee mindset. You're not you're not gonna make half a million euros as an employee. Okay, maybe you're gonna make it in a lifetime, but you're not gonna make it as a one-time payment. You're not gonna have it as a young person. You're not Obviously. gonna you're not gonna appear in a thirty under thirty list or something like that. You know, if if that's important to you. But um, for me, it was more about um, um, economic freedom. You know, for, for me, money is money is freedom, and, and um, not being bothered if I'm gonna buy milk for one euro 29 or for one euro 59 like things like that or if i'm gonna being able to to pay my rent or uh some 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 other invoices yeah, okay. so um to not go about into discussion about money but um so yeah i i wouldn't agree with the point about you're an employee you have to protect yourself if you go or if you jump into the into the shark pool you better be a shark or otherwise you shouldn't be jumping in yes and no uh but okay the maybe first point maybe i i i misspoke i didn't express myself properly uh regardless whether you're the founder the co-founder the initial five initial ten whatever you have to take care of your mind and your body it, fuck it even if you're ceo learn to turn off that phone yeah, okay, if it's a real emergency, okay, somebody's gonna call you, come running, uh, knock on your door, whatever. But a Slack notification like, hey, can you prepare this for tomorrow uh, because we need it and I only remember to tell you now at 10 p.m. No, fuck you. Why didn't you tell me about it earlier? Why didn't you put it in the sprint? What? Like, yeah, uh, if, it, if it makes sense, if it's really important, yeah, sure, no problem. But if it's something that can wait for, I don't know, two, three, five days, whatever, yeah, you don't have to answer that message. You don't have to. Because as soon as you take that phone and continue that conversation, yeah, you're like not answer, relaxed anymore. You're not relaxed anymore. Yeah, you're in that mindset true. again. That's what I mean by that. 
and and I, I I absolutely get your point, and I also to to support it, and I will get to to the point. We will get to the point in the conversation where I talk about my my um, the stage of my career right now because that's that's quite a contrast to to back exactly. then. Um, but it's like imagine if you if you commit to a startup. Never mind if you're a founder or an employee, but let's say you're an early stage employee or even a, one of the co-founders. Never mind. It's like having a kid. Yeah, it is. And I I am fortunate enough to have a to have a little baby boy at home, and he doesn't know to set priorities. He doesn't know what's important and what's not important. He wants to be taken care of. If he wants to be entertained, he wants to be entertained now, even if it's silly. If he's hungry, he wants to eat. If he doesn't want to be bothered, he doesn't want to be bothered. Keyword so, now. Hmm? Keyword now. <laughs> yeah, but keyword now. And he doesn't, or uh, and any kid, any baby, doesn't care about the daytime. It's just a fact. And some parents are fortunate enough to have kids who sleep the whole night most of them aren't you know yeah. and you cannot just say to the kid if it cries to you at half past nine or half past ten or whatever wait until tomorrow morning try that i'd challenge you yeah, you know but because actually comparison. I, I don't think it's unfair because actually a startup or a, a really young company is a fairly brittle thing you know it's easy to break and if you don't meet some commitments it can be maybe some delivery date for a big partner or some, I don't know, a sending of some documents which have to be signed and then things don't happen that should happen. It can lead to a liquidity crunch and it can lead to the dissolvement of the company. Of you don't know the knock-on effects of little decisions. And that's the tricky part because as a, as a father or let's say uh, as an owner of a startup, right? You don't know or you cannot always know if it's important or not. You have to pick up the phone to know if it's important or not. And there you made the point. As soon as you pick up the phone to look if it's important or not, you are already out of your relaxation zone. You yeah. are in there and you might as well do it, right? Yeah. And that's 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 the shitty part about startups. It's It's also, I have to be honest, the shitty part about being... <laughs> being a parent it's yeah. there there are nine thousand lovely parts about being a parent but the the one the one crappy part is um it, it's necessary to be snap on there at yeah. any Alert. time of day if it's 4 a.m if it's 1 30 a.m and you've been sleeping for 17 minutes um never mind you know it's i i i think i wouldn't do them justice but um, I, I for, for some time I like to read books about um, people who are in special forces, for instance. You know, right. as Jocko Willink would be an example. You Amazing know, Amazing example. And yeah. y y the enemy doesn't care. You know, if if you've been sleeping for twelve minutes and uh, not being not having showered for three yeah. days or stuff like that, the enemy so doesn't sleep. For, for enemy doesn't sleep. <laughs> Great one. Um, so if you're if if you go there and you cannot handle that, then don't go there. Uh, yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware, and I agree to 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 an extent. But uh, but they keep fit the special forces people, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Exercise. Exercise. Uh, still, um, th- there are always always ways to to work on these things. Um, so you don't have to pick up the phone every time. You can also, uh, especially in a, in a small startup, when uh, when there aren't that many people working, um, you can have I don't know one person for marketing, one for operations, uh, one for finances, and I don't know let's say two in in IT. Um, you can have a meeting like a, uh, you know a weekly meeting and just tell them, don't text me after six p.m. unless it's important. Or I don't know, let's say seven seven p.m. That would be fair. Um, I think that's that's okay. That's fair. That's fair. But you will have inevitably the people who don't have an adequate assessment of importance. Then like you sit down with them after the first, second, third time. You sit down with them and see, like, okay, let's rate these on a scale of one to five. <laughs> How important is this? <laughs> right. Yeah, that yeah. could work. Learn, learn through like a retrospective. You know, what I what I did at the point, and it, it was hip to be square at that time. I, I wrote a little bot. Um, who, <laughs> who who replied automatically to to messages I got? Um, you could you could hook that into it was some like Slack. A- hmm? Was it for right, Slack? Right, it was it was Slack, and it was quite easy to do. And he was quite a simple bot, you know. But I, I like simple and beautiful solutions. And if someone texted me and I didn't text back in uh, the matter of I think it was half an hour or something like that he would send a text back hi my boss or or joe or whatever i texted it never mind um he's 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 working on something else and he will get back to you as soon as possible please don't write again and that's actually stopped many people from writing or, or or calling again and if they did most of the times it was something important okay but did it actually make you forget to answer as well sometimes yeah sure yeah (laughs) because then that message is no longer unread like you don't you don't see that little notification there yeah yeah so it's a double double double-sided sword it is but it 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 kind of worked it can be refined i think with an intelligent i still think no matter what uh if something is really important they can call you and tell you, I'm sorry to disturb you, but this is important. If you get a message in Slack, hey, can you, I don't know, uh, make a presentation for this and that? No. I mean, yeah, I can, but tomorrow. Hmm. I need to be rested to be able to do the first fucking 20 tasks of the day and then your dumb little presentation uh i uh, sometimes i get pissed off when i talk about this but yeah i, I had a lot of you know that it reminds me of tasks like that <laughs> it, it reminds me of something my, my grandfather um always says and he's he's approaching his 90th birthday next wow. year impressive it's it's impressive right and um he never used or we got him his first cell phone two years ago or something 
and um he he didn't want to have one my, mm -hmm. my my father tried to force uh various cell phones for i don't know old people or or young people old whatever <laughs> and he, he just he just didn't want like his his saying was if it's really important they'll come and find me and by come and find me he was really meaning physically, physically come walk and find there him. and find him at his home or wherever he yeah. was at that point because as as little as we can imagine it, there was a time when people didn't have cell phones or phones or phones, in general. right? And they still were able to manage to to put together some some um, transactions and some some uh, businesses, yeah. right? So it was possible. Um, however, it wasn't possible to have these massive, scalable, big and fast-growing businesses like this because you had exactly these limitations. Communication and, and, and transaction of information was really analog. So yeah. um, it's, that's, again, yeah, this, this double-edged sword. So, um, but we, we, we kind of perverted this whole um, principle of come and find me. No, it wasn't no, like, instant. I am here, I want to be found. Write me instantly, you know? Um, because for me, it, it, it turned in, it, at some point it flipped. And I was like, when no one was writing me for a couple of hours, I got anxious. Like, am, yeah, am I not important anymore? Don't, don't, don't I contribute? What, what's happening? With every notification, you get a little bit of dopamine. <sighs> serotonin That's and tricky, like, right? Yes, yes, yes. And it's same, same shit with those uh, likes and, and comments. And uh, that's, that's how they work. Like, it, everything's gamified. Right. Like, uh, important concept in UI and UX, gamif well, UX. Uh, gamification and we can talk about that in some some i would uh, like to give a shout out here it might be controversial but i think robin hood is doing some great shit there i'm not agreeing with their policies of cutting off trading for some yeah, stocks absolutely. and things like that despicable. so i think that's yeah. that's absolutely despicable but they have really nailed the principle of gamification it's not new but you know it's it's like they really nailed it and transferred it to a concept that's huge and that's investing i mean you gamify money it's What's your goal it, it, yeah, <laughs> how do you want to accomplish it but it, it's awesome you know and that nobody yeah. did it before is is mind-blowing to me but basically that's that you can say that of most companies uh, that are big at this point right yeah. why didn't anybody do it before and um why did it have to okay, it will not end for them like this, but I think they will be tarnished as a company by, by, by the events that, that happened or that went down with GameStop. Could be, could be. I hope they burn in hell for, for the things they've done, but um, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Actually, do we, do we want to do we wanna dedicate a minute to, to, to that topic? Because I... To Robin Hood? Yeah. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Next topic. There was... There was one one thing I read which kind of really took down this whole narrative of Robin Hood are the bad guys and, and the traders are the good guys, the banks are the bad guys. And I think in this story, there were really no good guys at all. Yeah, There were a couple of clueless people who were doing stuff, but yeah. um, most, most of the, most of the reason why um, trading wasn't actually um, available for, for some 
for some time was Robinhood not being able to post enough securities um, to be to be able to cover events of uh, margin calls, for instance. If someone like if you're making the market for stocks, you have to have a certain liquidity because at some point um, you have to make sure the transaction happens. So you have to have some capital in the background to cover it. What what happened? Then at that point was a, a really huge influx of capital to Robinhood. So thousands and ten thousands of people were downloading the application, sending money, trying to buy stocks. They didn't manage to put up the capital as securities fast enough. So right. you can say it was technicals. You can also say they weren't really prepared to scale. Uh, it's 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 the the question how you wanna how you wanna phrase it. You know, but I don't. I don't really buy into this it was malicious intent from the beginning story. I think it was something like incompetence paired with a bit of maliciousness. <laughs> but but it wasn't a, I wouldn't say and it was some, a uh, bad game plan from the beginning. What's the nice word for blackmail? Mm, there isn't a nicer word for blackmail. No, right? no, there is, there is. Um Extortion. Extortion. <laughs> that's yes, not the yes. nicer word. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. the that's more the negative word. Nah, nah, nah. Extor yeah. yeah, they were extorted by the bigger fish to block it. Yeah, uh, could be. We'll point. probably never know, right? Yeah, I guess we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's circle back to our surviving startup um, topics. So you, rules, you, yeah. you, do, you did bring up... Um, the, the topic of av availability and uh, it's, that's huge yeah. obviously just learn to set limits yeah. some personal limits for your own health uh, yeah a company might fail because you don't do something but uh, in the long run do you want to start having gray hair on your head like me at 25 do you want to end up uh, at what 23 and the doctor's office because of your health is fucked up because of the company no so yeah company can fail even if it's your own company it can fail uh but you can always find another job you can always start another company you can always apologize and delay something and say i, I just couldn't make it i'm sorry can we reschedule but uh, you only get a certain amount of times to reschedule for your health so I think the the argument that a startup is a baby holds water to a certain extent, but not fully. When your baby cries, yeah, probably sometimes it's just like scared or is hungry, but some you have to run to the baby every yeah. time. For the company, you don't have to. It's not it's not really a living organism uh, to to uh, in, the, in that context. Yeah, it it. it I mean, yes, you're right, and I'm yeah. not gonna argue it anymore because I see, uh, I see your point. Yeah. It's just um, that many people who are doing startups or working in startups, um, their livelihood depends on it for some I'm great aware. deal. There, I'm there aware. are there are people. Certainly, there are people who are um, well off, you know, already, and they they have a secure background and can always fall back on some savings or their parents or whatever. Um, but there are also people who whose livelihood depends or whose ability to pay bills, rent and food um, depends on the livelihood of the startup. And at that point, it really isn't 
isn't only a job anymore you know so yes you can find a job but uh, not instantly if if you you need to find instantly and and that's that's the rat race you uh, get yourself into when you commit to a startup look i'm not talking from some like uh entitled lazy millennial Mm. standpoint where like no i'm doing me no definitely not Mm. trust me i have good work ethic um and I do put uh, companies' interests in, uh, above mine quite often. Um, well, to be honest, now less because uh, the company has grown and it's well organized. So I don't have to have such situations. They mm-hmm. arise sometimes, but rarely now. They used to when we were smaller. Um, summa summarum, uh, this is my standpoint for the second rule. I think for your own sake, for, for your own health, for your own life, you have to learn to at least snooze, not turn off, but at least snooze. It's necessary. Yeah, and I, it took me a long time to learn because even if you work a corporate job like I do now, um, you still work on solving problems. You still have products, you still have customers, you still have a market. And it ha- it has needs, so you have to resolve issues. Basically, that that's that's the way I see my my job mainly. And yeah. And for me, it wasn't this snoozing or being offline or not being available. For me, what what worked for me personally, I I, I don't I cannot sell that as a general recipe, you know. But it, for me, it worked differently i didn't say i don't want to be accessible or i don't want to be reached i don't want to be there but i said are there other activities where i don't want to be interrupted and i tried to identify those and there cannot be many of them you know because eventually you have to be available for i don't know 10 or 12 hours a day usually so um, for me, it's number one, my family. So my, my wife, my kids, uh, my, my parents. Wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my parent, uh, parents and, um, yeah, brother. And that, that's basically it, I guess. Um, and fitness. So my my look or uh, I would say my outlook on, on, on life basically changed when I, when I took up... Um, took up training uh, i started um i st- first started weightlifting then powerlifting and um it really it really changed me because if you do something like i don't know weightlifting or what whatever kind of sports you do you cannot do it with a phone in hand answering texts yeah that will not work so if you say okay i'm going to dedicate two three how many let's say three hours a week to staying healthy to staying fit to not dying and not not decaying as a young person um then i'm not then i'm gonna dedicate my time to this and everybody is entitled to know it and i put it um i have slots for for trainings um for instance between monday and friday um i do monday wednesday and friday and i have slots in my calendar that says training that's it and people can go to my calendar and if they write me an email or try to call me they will know after some time that they will not reach me i right. will not 
I, I will not even take the phone with me. I'll just leave it somewhere, the laptop yeah. and everything, you know, because that's what I apply myself to. It's not this negative approach, like I'm not going to be there for the company. It's the positive approach about I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to be back. Yeah. And I'm going to be back better and so in better shape. you and the company can yeah. profit and benefit from that. And, and uh, I, I have the same approach for, for quality time with my family. So when, I'm, when I come home, I really used to um, put, put away my phone. You know, I, I take it, I check if there is, I mean, before I get home, I check if there is something which I should address really like urgently. Mm-hmm most of the time there's nothing which cannot wait until the next morning most of the time and um then i say okay good everything's fine i'll put my phone down and i will not be available until the next morning because um i have between usually between 6 p.m and and 7 30 one to one and a half hours of quality time with with my kid right and that's fucking important to me you know? and, and for the kid as well yeah and i'm not going to be interrupted or elsewhere um distracted you know but uh, by a beeping phone by uh, by thinking about what am i gonna reply how am i gonna resolve this and it, that's also not a negative approach i say it's only i mean it's it's way too 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 little time you know it's only one one and a half hours but the time that i have i'm gonna apply myself to this that's that's for me a positive approach to this availability yeah, um, topic, you know. So I'm I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna do that. And when I'm finished or when he's finished and in bed, then sometimes I really do pick up my laptop and I say, okay, good. Look, there was something I I saw it at five thirty or six. Mm-hmm. I still decided to not address it super immediately, like dropping everything else. But I decided to have it wait for two hours two and a half hours and then sometimes i'm really gonna sit down in the evening flip open my laptop write an email or two and that's about it um it it does work for me and um yeah that's that's, that's depends, the way you can do it depends for example when i come from work i, j- I just want an hour of quiet mm-hmm. quiet don't don't talk to me not nothing like i i need it uh okay so it used to be the case uh, before the C word. Mm. <laughs> now I don't know. I'm I'm kind of lost to be honest. It's like, am I home or am I in the office? Am I working or? It's just shit. Like when you're working from home, it used to be like super sexy. Like our company office, home office, dude. How amazing is that? Like so nice i always hated the concept but now no i didn't actually i i liked it because um in the beginning uh i used to be way more productive uh working from home than from the office i, I live alone so i can it, handle it that. does depend yeah. on the position G- just exactly. give me a second i think i got a text from and at this time of day only my wife writes me oh everything's fine she just found something at zalando okay <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that that was me. Um, that was me actually. Um, that was me actually putting putting family to to number one. You know. Yeah. Well, I know that at this at this time, um, most of my um, boomer friends are, <laughs> are either sleeping. <laughs> I think in this time, 
he only talked to me pretty much because yeah. like our conversations usually started like uh between 11 a.m and like 2 p.m right, we yeah. send each other texts and then we don't answer because whatever reason i don't know <laughs> it's like the active hours so you yeah. either forget it. and then we continue around like 1 a.m <laughs> and yeah. then talk to like 2 a.m of course not not all the time not every yeah. day but uh most days most yeah days we talk quite late we're like start the conversation uh quite late i am a night owl and yeah, um i i did my whole studies basically at night um for me it worked like a charm i loved it because i felt like batman you know at <laughs> at at days i had this this great life i loved going to university and i loved hanging out with people drinking talking about stuff eating yeah i, I love eating and drinking so um it, it it was awesome and then i would come home have, have a shower or whatever and sit down at the computer it would be around 11 p.m and then i don't know hammer it out until three or four right. in the morning nice sleep until eight because at that time i didn't really need seven or eight hours of sleep i still can go on two hours of sleep for a whole yeah. day um i cannot do it for many days in a row now well for past few years uh well i'd say since uh, uh 15 16 years of age uh i've been averaging like five hours yeah, oh, that's bad. <laughs> that's well, I have these fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These bags aren't proud. But you always body. had them. That's that's interesting. Yeah, but um, I don't know. That's just how I function. But then uh, during the weekends, I sleep a lot. Hmm. Like uh, I don't know, I would sleep like ten hours, maybe twelve hours, or like fr Friday to Saturday. So let's let's um, um, third rule. Oh, you have a third rule. I'd no, I don't. I'm I still wanted you. to say something about fitness. Okay. Do Go you? For it. Do you do something? Uh, currently, I'm only walking a lot um, because I messed up my my hamstring and it's it's kind of healed, but not really. Mm. So I don't want to like dance with a devil yet. I'm gonna give it another month. Uh, but yeah, I I used to like another uh, month. What did you do? Did you completely tear it? No, it was inflamed, but long story. Uh, anyways, it was really inflamed. I couldn't move my leg. Damn. Um, and like my tendon went over my bone, so my leg was stuck. And it's it's bullshit. I actually got it. Uh, I, I messed it up um, on, on a stationary bicycle because I got myself a bike, you know, uh -huh. so because we can go outside right and it was um i don't know it was too cold it was too rainy so i, I couldn't even bike around the bedroom okay i thought yeah. you threw it out the window uh, no, or something. no i didn't so I'm, I'm still waiting a bit and um as soon as anything opens like uh any fitness thing uh next to next to my company we have uh an amazing gym so i have a gym i happen to use that one yeah me too it's fucking amazing it's like it's great. um that was the most luxurious thing we had at that time in our company because yeah, we were dirt poor but they had some contracts so we got like this like super uh luxurious high level uh 
fitness center it's not a gym it's a fitness yeah center. it's not a, it's like, definitely not a gym if you if you want if you want to dude, lift weights there or do something serious you don't it's amazing anyways as as soon as uh they, they are um, able to open i'm gonna go there with my gym buddy and uh, i'm gonna go swimming swimming is actually quite nice i used to do it with uh sasha our work swimming colleague swimming is very like uh, yeah we would do it before work like we didn't do it that much yeah, only a few times but uh it was still nice like go there before work and trust me i'm not a morning person i do not want to talk to anybody till like 11 a.m um like in person obviously. they still make me do it in all these wi webex and skype and yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. calls i hate but it our our like daily stand-up starts at 11 which is more than fair i yeah, love that's, it that's that's fair right yeah but um i i think w what what kept me going with sports is um If you find something which you enjoy remotely or nearly as much as as the job you're doing mm -hmm. um and and i happened to find that myself with with weightlifting and i never it never occurred to me to lift weights until i was 30. i, I never did you know I, i played soccer for 12 years mm -hmm. um then i i, I swam like at minimum three to four times a week so really really um much um or, or really intensely and um i was more of the cardio type of of person with uh i don't know I, i'm not a tall guy as as you might have noticed and um i was also quite 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 slender you know so I really hated the guts out of it, but I was fit, you know, it, it, yeah, wasn't, you always it wasn't like yeah. I was a, a wreck or something. Um, but, but when I discovered weightlifting, it did two things to me. It challenged me as much as work because I wasn't used to it. So it was something new and it was interesting and I wanted to to learn how to lift this this big weights and it's also mentally challenging even mm -hmm. if you believe it or not because you have to be fucking concentrated when you have 140 kilos on your back um or or Do you um, even lift bro <laughs> or, or i don't know 90 kilos or 100 kilos above your chest it's it's yeah. it's intense you don't you I shouldn't believe. mess it up and you shouldn't be thinking about something else and you should be focusing and you know that focus is one of my favorite topics and, and I still like to talk about I it. Know. I think we, we should dedicate a whole episode, maybe an even, a whole month to to focus. Um, but but my, my point is I found something that I really loved and that's why that's why I sticked or, or I stuck to it and, and uh, I still do love it. And boy, do I miss the gym. Yeah. Yeah, I miss the swing pool and yeah, it's nice. But my my point is I would really enjoy getting you fit and like like torturing you fit. Yeah, that would that's be not going to happen. Um it's not going to happen. I love myself way too much to allow such things. <laughs> But no, the, this summer I, I played tennis a bit. I was running. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just said this like Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> From that point on, I was running. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I was running. I was playing tennis. Uh, I didn't do any swimming, uh, but I was riding my bicycle. 
so it was it was nice i actually i actually lost uh, weight i was also doing intermittent fasting and then i went back home and then christmas happened and i gained like five kilos so <laughs> all the work Dude. bye bye uh, so yeah, but I will. I'll, I'll start working on myself again because I, I feel like I need it. But uh, yeah, I've been doing some hiking lately, and uh, it's quite beneficial. I would uh, advise it to anybody who who's tired of the of the fucking concrete and uh, the traffic and uh, the metro and everything. Fuck it. Just take a bottle of water, maybe a few sandwiches, maybe I don't know. S- whatever whatever is your deal go hike a bit go to the forest get a dog yeah yeah just (laughs) be active a dog a dog is gonna make you go out at least twice a day because that dog needs to like uh, if you didn't do his deal or her deal whatever if you didn't agree to a startup being a baby a dog is almost like a baby so yeah, come on, you're not gonna get a dog because you're no, lazy. No, but what I mean, like, uh, if you if you want to have an obligation where um, you have to go out, if you're lazy on your own, and you're like, yeah, I I, I want to go for a walk, but nah, it's kind of cold, it's it's kind of windy, you know, you just keep yeah. finding excuses. Mm. But if you have a dog and he's you know like hitting his paws on the door like dude i gotta peek and you like open the door so yeah it's it's gonna make you go out for a walk even if it's raining even if it's cold even if it's hot i don't know whatever it's gonna make you go out so maybe that's a solution but uh anyways i'd like to close down the 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 episode soon but uh my uh summary of this is stay active learn to focus if you want to survive a startup, yeah, you have to be diverse in your set of skills. But during work, learn to focus. Have blocks of work. Don't forget to stand up, walk around a bit, stretch, get the blood moving, you know. Um, learn to go offline and whichever way you want it. And yeah, stay active. Like third, fourth rule, I don't know if you have them, but if you love startups like we do, you're probably not going to survive. You're going to crash like us. So I don't know, maybe we've been bullshitting for like more than an hour, but um, there is a high, high, high chance that if you love it, you will crash at some point. And, And look, if you're young, like I was, like you were, and you're like working and work like 80 hour weeks and you're like fuck yeah this is awesome like we're making something and then just like i don't know you you start uh falling asleep a bit later a bit later and a bit later and then in the morning it's a bit harder and a bit harder and then just boom you crash it happens overnight you have like a few symptoms and then just click and you're done I do I do have one thing and sure. um to to close this out because um right before before I got married um it's it's soon going to be 4 years ago um I started working I, I left startup city startup country because um 
because of all the reasons we, we mentioned, you know, uh, uh, my body failed on me. Um, my mind didn't serve me as, as, as well as I'd li- yeah, li- like to have the, to do. The mental health in all yes, this. Yes, exactly. I, I wasn't, I wasn't happy enough. Uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't as much that I was depressed. I, I fortunately didn't, didn't ever have any of these. I don't know. I hear people having dark thoughts about, uh, I don't know, uh, suicide or hurting themselves or yeah, drinking no, no, or no, drugs and that, stuff no, like that. I was, I was fortunate to avoid that, but, um, it, it just dawned on me at some point that I'm not happy enough. You know, like you have this one life, you, it's quite short. It can be over at any, any given moment and you should be at least trying to, to, to each day be as happy as possible. So, um, I, I, I decided I had to quit my drug. I had to leave startup country and, um, I went, I went to work for an insurance company. So that's as corporate as they get. Um, big big insurance company uh, like yeah. you can name it pretty much <laughs> yeah but i, I st- yeah still let's avoid N- never mind so i i really i really uh, i was working on Schwedenplatz, so that that's the place where they were shooting up people uh my the, the, yeah, the office i worked yeah. the office i worked um i worked was like a couple of no, not even a couple of meters it's what right beneath the place where that happened where the attentate um on on november the third or second yeah, i think november. beginning of november yeah. was it uh in in vienna happened it, it was it was tragic and i would have been somewhere in the somewhere in the vicinity of that place um and a, a work colleague of mine was there like he literally he said he was getting on his bike um starting it driving away and then he noticed people running around but he it it never occurred to him to turn around and look what's happening because it was yeah. okay it's Schwedenplatz people are running around yeah uh, for people that maybe, don't know it's like a party district maybe there. maybe some accidents are happening yeah. or whatever so he drove away actually when they started or when 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 he started shooting and it, it was it was it was quite fortunate that he wasn't involved and he gave me he gave me one clue that really because when i when i when i switched over to working at a corporate i took all of my all of my mindset which i acquired in in 8 years of working in startups and wanted to apply it to a corporate environment not going to happen buddy <laughs> yeah that's but i also took my work ethic with me you know and i saw people who who were clocking it at 9 a.m. and clocking out at uh, 5:30 p.m. That's it. Some of them, I mean, most of them were clocking in at nine, having a coffee, a breakfast or something, starting working effectively at 10, um, shutting down everything at 5 p.m. and then waiting for a couple of minutes before leaving. So um, uh, uh, some of them, I don't say it was happening every day. I don't say it was all of them. Most of the people were really hardworking and earnest earnest, um, employees. Um, But I was like, wow. This is like a structured work day. You don't have to start at 7 a.m. You don't have to stay until 7 p.m. Um, Nobody is looking at you in in a weird way if you leave a couple of minutes earlier. No one is looking at you in a weird way if you don't uh, appear like one hour earlier before before the work day or something like that. Um, But I, I still got stressed out because I tried to do as much work as I was used to, 
you know it and happen. in a yeah. in a in a corporate environment and that's 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 some tricky tricky thing here in a startup you have always more to do than people to do it but it doesn't change if you're a corporate if you're a corporate you have many people yes but they could always do more like more projects more customers more sales more operations or more efficient operations yeah, it there's always more to do than you have work days and people doing it and he told me something with, with that effectively changed my life and mike if you're gonna listen to this someday i fucking love you brother um <laughs> it's it's a shout out to mike um and he told me how many tasks can you have at one given moment how many can you perform I was dumbfounded because I didn't know what he wanted yeah. to have as an answer because the obvious answer is one. I was like, D do you want to hear one or what's, what's the question? And he was like, yes, one. Yeah. Do one thing at a time. But do it you, properly. Yeah, but you cannot do more. Yeah, multitasking you, is, is a bullshit you, concept. If you have 234 things on your agenda, you will still only be able to do them one at a time. Or to yeah. finish them more than that. that that's, that's a law of physics. You cannot do five things at once. We have one brain and we, we can't do one task. So do one thing at a time and don't get stressed out. If, you, if you're, uh, I mean... Learn uh, to accept. Uh, hmm? Learn to accept. Learn to accept the limitations. And it's not your limitations. It's the limitations of everyone. We can yeah. all only do one thing at a time. Have you tried to pick up the phone while doing some some unrelated other thing, writing, and then maybe someone else is calling you? Will f you will freak out if two or yeah. three things are Overload. happening at the same time? It it just doesn't work. So apply that to work, and try not to get stressed out that your agenda is growing because that's only a sign of. I think appreciation because other people notice that you yeah. will do things right you will do them well so they either try to ask you for help or get you get you some 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 work to do because they they appreciate your input and try try to try to approach this from a point of gratitude yeah there will be people who will try to push work on you because they will not want to do it or because they want to to overuse you or what else but try to Try, still try to approach this from a positive point of view like okay they are calling me they are writing me they are they want me to do it because they value my input but i can only do one thing at a time exactly so and that can that, be that, an official rule that really changed that it's really i cannot overestimate it yeah. it really changed my life because at that point i stopped being stressed out at work nice it's incredible. That means a lot, actually. It means like a lot. And physical, mental and, health. And I yeah. only needed something like 11 years at work to, <laughs> to get to that <laughs> point. So it's, it's, it's not, yeah. it wasn't an easy journey for me. So learn to accept that you can only do one thing at a time and focus. Hashtag focus. It's Hashtag important. focus. Stay yeah. fit. Stay fit. Don't die. Don't die. Learn to go offline sometimes in yes. your own way. Um, We've had a nice response to to our uh, first, like the pilot episode. Um, 
we promised we would deliver this one faster but we had some family obligations so it's coming a bit later uh, but we will try to deliver at least two episodes per month from now on uh, we value your feedback even though it's still like on a low count of views but still we're available on itunes uh, on spotify and youtube gordon and gecko podcast um and uh, yeah like subscribe share uh tell tell your friend about us tell um, us to wear different t-shirts yeah. i don't know whatever whatever, whatever you want kind of um, you. Yeah. we know the the quote-unquote set is currently shit but yeah it's, it's just my apartment but we're working on on a few potential locations for for the podcast so don't put down your apartment i like your apartment no my apartment is decent this like white wall is just shit like anyways um we're working on a new location better location we'll test uh, a few of them out and uh and see what fits us the best yeah and if the c word stops soon maybe it can be a permanent solution hopefully but um if you have any feedback any suggestions uh leave a review as well if you if you subscribe or uh, if you want us iTunes. to talk about a certain topic yeah, if and you have more topics if you yeah. if you want us to stop doing something to start doing something whatever it is um Tell us who you are. Leave a comment. Are you like uh, a senior to us? Are you a junior to us? Are you just interested in in startups in uh, in product Babies. management? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. whatever you Dogs. like. Tell us who you are. We want to learn about demographics uh, of our of our podcast uh, audience. Uh, so yeah, leave a comment, um, like, whatever, share. We would uh, we would really appreciate it if you shared, um, but. If you don't, it's still okay. The algorithms will. No, I think that's the best point to cut it. Stop rambling and yeah, I was rambling a bit. Thank you for watching Gordon Gecko podcast. Until the next time.